Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Wow. I'm watching this on LinkedIn right now. That's amazing. Yeah. That is so hot. I am watching the greatest (laughs) game ever. hot. That's weird. It's so sexy. Don't see my avatar. Uh, Do we want to wait for the room to fill up? Hell no. Uh, what are some emerging? Hey, what are some emerging technologies in the online media space? This is a post idea on the shutdown forecast. It's very important to convey to your employees, as a basic principle of the company, that we're going to eliminate all of the employees. That's the most important part here. We are about uh, people, and that's why we're getting rid of. I them. am watching it also. I'm excited to see Alabama embrace AI, as in, hey, I fucking hate Tommy Rees. Let me tell you what. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'm into I'm into GPT and that's, you know, getting pretty tired of this offense. (laughs) Do you know what the best slash saddest part of all this is? There's so many ways this could go. Yeah. Is that Bama lost at home to Texas. I don't know if y'all saw. What? And, Noticed. And it did not move any of us to say, ah, we should bump up the showtime. Yeah. All right. So, so, so Spencer, you shout welcome. And then Jason and I have a thing we want to, I think we want to dive right into this. A little yeah. Bit. That Holly, you bring up an important point. We'll get right to it. Well, that's, yeah. that's, I promise not to do that again. Full cast after dark for men. Welcome to the full cast after dark. Hey, y'all. Um, okay, so before we started recording, Jason got on and I said to him, I feel weird because this is the least excited or jazzed i've felt about an alabama loss in i don't remember how long and jason you said i felt exactly the same way <laughs> okay. and uh, okay. then we decided to discuss and and then holly said basically the same thing um moments ago so spencer let's check in with you as well did, did this feel like a lesser bama loss to you in terms of emotional satisfaction absolutely in terms of historical significance something we can discuss more significant than others. But yes, emotionally, 
a bit of a, a B tier at best Alabama loss in the pantheon of satisfying Alabama losses. And that's yeah. not none of that is Texas's fault. The the part where they the part where they lost is definitely Texas. Okay, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's a good point. That's a very a good Bama point. loss of this magnitude. Losing at home, they never lose at home. Losing yeah. this badly at home, this uh, I believe the stat was their worst lo- home loss since two thousand four. They haven't um, lost a regular season non conference game since the the Louisiana Monroe loss. Yeah, like this should feel like a complete game changer, but it doesn't hit even to the degree of like a normal Bama loss. And honestly, I think the, are we supposed to say the Coors Light thing? Oh yeah. We had some billboards for tonight. Doug, you had those, right? So this, this show is brought to you by Coors Light. How, how cool it is. uh, Yeah. The mountains are not red because Bama lost. In fact, they're blue because Coors Light is so fucking cold. Um, Mm -hmm. Unlike Nick Saban's seat, brother, because that thing is warm. (laughs) It's about, um, to, about to heat up. I don't trust a man named Tommy who weighs 170 pounds and fits in normal pants. I think the thing with this loss is the reason it hits less is A, uh, Georgia won two straight national titles. Um, so like beating Georgia is the yeah. bigger deal right now. But Bama looks so fucking flawed mm-hmm. and not flawed yeah. in the usual Bama fan sense where it's like, oh, we have one DB who's only a 99, not a 100. And like, stop crying, you no. babies. Like, well, like that usual like- Bama fan bullshit they've done for years and years. <laughs> like, it's real now. Their their offensive line is subpar. Like their quarterback, he can throw it deep. He's awesome at it. I don't know if he can do much of anything else. Defense uh, got, had gaping holes in it all night long. Bama has actual flaws like this does not look like beating a perfect football device it looks like beating a eh, top 10 team that's so that's I, what it is is that that normally to beat bama unless with let's take the national championships away because like when yes when clemson when clemson beat bama like that was just an ass kicking just up and down the field when uh when in the infamous fake field goal uh kicker lead blocker game was there anything Texas did in this game that was like, holy shit, what a like heroic moment. What a like absolute legendary thing they did to try it. Like they had great, some big plays, mm-hmm. but, and, but like Alabama was the one that had to do like weird old miss style. Like, Oh fuck. We're <laughs> not dead. You know, like mm-hmm. Texas wasn't the team that had to do that. Oh, he called you Ole Miss, Bama. Goddamn. <laughs> I was going to say, actually, brother, let's walk that one back a little bit. <laughs> that was brutal. <laughs> Drop the fucking leg on him. Yeah, like uh, Texas just kind of went out there and slung it. That's it. Uh, and, you know, then just sort of sent a whole bunch of guys after Bama's quarterback. Ball game. Like, th- yeah. like this, this, is, this is fucked up to say. I don't look at that and be like, wow, that's the best game I've seen Texas ever play. No. They played very well. They left a lot of they left a lot of they left a lot of points out there. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been much worse. Yeah. They really did. Can I can I walk you through just a brief uh, a brief little contest here? Okay. Just by position, okay? Who looked better? Uh quarterbacks, Texas or Alabama? I'm Texas. Gonna, gonna, I'm gonna say Texas by a yeah. little bit. I'm gonna yeah. say Texas yeah. by a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think so. Yeah. Um, running backs. T- Texas. 
I don't recall uh, Alabama's doing anything tonight. Nobody, nobody's looked. I wouldn't say anybody looked amazing running back wise, but yeah, you know what? There, it's one hundred five, one hundred seven in terms of yardage, and uh, Bama actually averaged more, but um, yeah, most of that is uh, just just one or two. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of running. Well, also like a lot, like a lot of Bama's rushing attack was the quarterback, not the running back. I will say. Texas has looked better because pass pickup is an important part of playing running back, and sure. I'm going to attribute some of that blame to Bama's running backs. Well, and also, and and Texas did have to do the thing where they were like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna put it on the ground to end the game," and they did that successfully. Like that's not a thing that's always easy to do against Bama. So yeah, I got three. And to keep it simple, I've got three yeah. more categories. Okay, okay. yeah. Uh, receivers. If if we're including tight ends, uh, then Texas is for sure. Yeah, I don't even think you have to do that. Yeah, Ad Mitchell's on the other team, Tatavian Sanders, yeah, as well. But yeah, receivers advantage Texas defense. This is the one that if Nick Saban hears it, it's gonna make him like it's gonna make him it's gonna crack something in him. It's not even yeah. close. It's not even yeah, close. Not even Let's close. go uh, five sacks to zero sacks. Nine tackles for last for loss to two tackles for loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be the Texas Longhorns, which were the clear superior. Ah, 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 but, 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 who was the better kicker? That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Finally, after all these years of Bama being bad at only one thing, now they're good at only one thing, and it's <laughs> kicking. Punning three too, baby. Three with Punning. a long of 51. James Burnup mm-hmm. was bombing them, y'all. 52.6 mm-hmm. average on the punts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three inside the 20. Mm-hmm. Frankly, that's a, a Florida Gators team profile. <laughs> hey, if we're going to read box scores, can I make a request? Yeah. Sure. Can we go back to Clemson? <laughs> Are we today, today Clemson? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, huh. sure. Did okay. you see this? I mean, which part? I, I, saw, I saw a lot of the first half. I mean, let's, saw, just, let's just take a gentle or Spencer. Let's take us on a gentle tour through Clemson, Charleston, Southern, and don't worry, Bama, we'll come back to you. Oh yeah, we'll come back to you. This is this is not this is one. So um, you should know that after the first quarter, it was tied fourteen fourteen. That's funny. That that was that Correct. was deeply funny anyway. Um, and you should know that for a long time, this game until the third quarter was pretty tight. It was twenty four seventeen. And that, that's not really the funny parts, though. No. No, you know, I thought I thought that was pretty interesting. Well, okay. What's what do you what do you find delightful? Is it uh, Charleston Southern's seventy three yards of offense and still hung around for a lot of this game? Uh, Charleston's seventy three. It, it's more when you start comparing totals. Mm-hmm. Oh team. yeah, 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 yeah. This uh, was... if, if it's more you like start start reading if, if if this makes sense. Start reading the box score side to side. Uh-huh. First downs. And that's that's where it really starts to sparkle. First right. downs. Clemson. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, Clemson, here we go. 36 first downs. <laughs> the Charleston Southern Buccaneers. Four. four. Hey, wait, let's let's play a game. Is anybody not looking at the box score now? No, I oh, am, I, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. All right, but if you the team stats page, if you're playing along at home is where this really shines. Um Clemson passing yards, four hundred and five. Charleston Southern passing yards, sixty-one. The right, the right, the right. Yes. Clemson won sixty-six to seventeen, but the real, the real, uh, 
the real charm of this is that looking at like the first half breakdown where uh i don't think charleston southern had a first down and they were leading didn't need it no sorry I, they were leading in the most important stat which is grit what a weird game! Like it, Clemson, Clemson's commitment, Clemson's commitment to weird games is definitely is, going to be. Here, a sorry, I was looking for this. the, I was looking for this, uh, the sickos markup earlier. Okay, so with with 14 seconds left in the first, our our dear dumb children at the sickos committee pulled up the box score at just the right moment. So tied 14-14, basically at halftime. First downs: Charleston Southern zero, Clemson twelve. Total <laughs> yards. Clemson, 198. Charleston Southern, 6. Time uh, of possession. Clemson, 1126. Charleston, 320. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Superb, superb work. Superb work, Charleston Southern. I don't care what the box score says. You were you were leading you were leading in the most important category, which is Clemson, winning. Not like, grit. Clemson really managed to make a 66-17 win look like weird and stinky. <laughs> That's fucking talent, man. That's entertainment. They managed to have a moment of stress in the Charleston Southern game. That's that's astonishing. You know who had the worst day of all, though? I have many, many answers for here's, this. But... Here's my candidate, and I'm not I'm not even being facetious here. Anybody who showed up to the Virginia Tech Purdue game endured like what was it, like a six hour delay? Yeah, and then had to watch their team fall fall behind. Uh, I think it was they fell in a seventeen zero hole. They climbed back out of that to make it seventeen seventeen at halftime, and then they lost when they got outscored seven zero in the fourth quarter. <laughs> the Virginia Tech experience. What an absolutely shitty day you had if you went to that game. Um, there was also, by the way, I think I would say another loser in this, even though they won the game, would be Boston College because they also had a lengthy weather delay. Everybody had a fucking weather delay. It was not, crazy today. Not that, by the way, the Boston College one, I'm only mentioning for this. There were people like like showing their ass literally running around the field yeah. at Boston College because there might have been 50 people left in that stadium. And, might and, have been. and and barely beat Holy Cross is a good FCS team, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But barely won that. Um, Virginia totally blew several chances to beat JMU. Didn't do that. Uh, what else these weather delays did was created a log jam when they all started back up in the afternoon slate. It which, was pretty good. Uh, all the times when it would have been handy to have, oh, I don't know some kind of quad box service on a major television provider that you could choose which games to watch in each of the four slots. My version of YouTube TV lets you, you can choose which quad box you want, but you can't pick right. the slot. It's Correct. just like, and it's, yeah. it's, it's a weird sort of like, aha, you must, one of these must be this terrible game that you don't want to watch. I just want to talk to whoever puts those things together. Like I appreciate yeah. that it exists and <laughs> mm -hmm. I get why they're not customizable because they want it to be, because like not every remote could, could work with yes. a, you know, customizable quad box. I get it. Yeah. But they need help putting those things together, like in the middle spot, which would have been perfect because you had Elastico, Miami, Texas A&M, mm -hmm. uh, Ole Miss, Tulane. Like there, there were easily four games of interest in that spot. It was perfect quad box material, but 
I swear everyone had fucking Wagner Navy in it. Right. You know, and there was only one with El Asico in it out of the like 20 of them. Okay. Whoever, All right. Whoever puts those things right. together is All a right. is a Wagner fan, I guess. Um, By the way, according according to Hokey Hero, Virginia Tech replaced their quarterback on the last drive. Oh. Huh. <laughs> go, go get it, kid. Sure. Great job. Sure. Um, I will. I will say I did appreciate that Quadbox at one point was letting me watch the U.S. Open Women's Championship match as oh, one of my quads. So we're, we're ranking Coco in the top twenty-five this week. So that was worthwhile. All right, Jason brought it up, so it's time to talk about El Fucking Asico. Sure. Uh, first note, of course, Brian Ferentz did not um, did accrue twenty-five points for the second straight week. He is behind. He's down, but, is, uh, but, is, but he's dancing very... so close, like whoever came up with 25, like mm-hmm. fucking knew how to set this line. Oh, so it's that just it tantalizing. Would, so that it would be interesting. Every it's, it's always a little, it's always there. Like there's always, they just need one drive and then they just don't get that one. Drive. <laughs> yeah. Brian Ferentz, Brian Ferentz currently six under going into the third round. Of the I, I do think that's so Iowa state on their, I think penultimate drive of the game was taking forever and they ended up scoring a touchdown eight, eight minutes right and everybody and the broadcast is like what the hell is iowa state doing they're playing like they're ahead and in actuality i'm like i think they want to fuck with brian ferentz i think they're I think like they if we keep just brian ferentz yeah <laughs> they want them to hire a good offensive coordinator so they can win as opposed to the bad offensive coordinator. they're like i think they've got the retrograde logic here completely understood and i think they understand it all too well that they need somebody who wants to score points so that they can win because the only team that compares is Iowa State. The other thing Iowa keeps doing is like putting up good first half numbers. And granted, one of these was a pick six, but like they had 17 points at halftime. I'm pretty sure they scored on their first two possessions last week against Utah State. So they keep being like, uh oh, well, this is this is where this is where Brian lets it rip. This is where he this is where shit gets awesome. And then it's like, nope, three points in the second half. Here's your 20. Brian Farron should absolutely, he's he's king of blackjack is what he is. <laughs> uh, yes, those in the chat, defensive touchdowns count. So um, absolutely, Iowa yes. getting the pick six today is the only thing that got them close to the 25. Um, up next, they have Western Michigan. God, you better be able to break 25 against Western Michigan because after that, you're going to fucking Penn State. You're going to score four points against Penn State. Like you're going to be in the hole pretty soon mm-hmm. if you don't run it up against WMU. Penn State will try to hand that game to you, but you don't have to let them. I the other the other half of El Asico, I feel like uh, every version of this game now amounts to Iowa State plays terribly for three quarters, does just enough in the fourth quarter where you're like, uh oh, maybe they are going to pull this out, and then like has the least interesting in this case it was a fourth and one run that like lost three yards like they they <laughs> i i cannot remember iowa state all always like does the like a hero's return and then the hero like throws up and chokes on his own vomit <laughs> it's a very mythic quest yeah yeah also shouts out to all the iowa state fans shooting the middle finger at any politician within range there were a lot of them. There were so many fucking political ads in this game. <laughs> oh, okay. We saw the one. I had never heard of this person. Okay. We saw a presidential ad for a dude I fucking never heard of. <laughs> yeah, right? so- Who is yeah. it? He has a really weird, he has a, a head shaped like a Mars attacks alien. 
What's this yeah. person's mm. name? I want to say I don't remember. Oh, okay. I already don't. Somebody, I in, the already chat, somebody don't in the chat will go ahead and put Perry Johnson. Perry Johnson. Perry Johnson? Who the fuck is Perry Johnson? I don't know, but but you'll love it. He rephrased the whole entire like he's like, "Hey, are you tired of the government? Do you hate doing stuff?" <laughs> they, you know, he the ad then it went on like, to re- It sounds like one of our fucking bits. Yeah, the ad then recontextualized the entire January 6th incident as Hey, grandma and grandpa just wanted to look and see if, you know, what was up. They just wanted some answers. They now were- they're getting 70 years in jail. And we were like, sounds pretty good. And yeah. I'm, uh, I, I scrolled through Politico's list of the 2024 GOP candidates to find this guy. He's very last. Um, their write up includes his winning path. Actually, getting on the ballot would be a good start. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. it sounds like, sounds like Perry's a bit of a long shot. Uh, he did. He has he has participated in the World Bridge Championships on six occasions, though, and he finished eighth overall in the 1998 cham- championship in France. Heck, we're talking about him right now. <laughs> That's right. We're about him right now. One of the program, Bubba Prague, also informed us earlier that this was a national Fox buy from him. Oof. Okay. Sure. Like not just not he didn't just he, he didn't just like buy this ad in Iowa for Elastico. He bought it everywhere hey speaking of money wasted i would like to go ahead and we talk about the subject of texas a&m yeah thank you there you go (laughs) all right well why what's funny about jimbo flailing against a resurgent miami team while florida state is also good can we talk about the it's not Mm. here are some (laughs) things here are some things miami did in this game they had a punt blocked they muffed Mm -hmm. a punt return they missed a 54 yard field goal they had 10 penalties for 115 yards. Awesome. Canes are back. They went three of nine on third down. And you know what? They won this shit easily. It didn't matter in the fucking slightest. Not at all. <laughs> hey, do we Dave, have a Kim Kitchens update? I will I will delegate myself to that. I will Okay. I know that I, I know that Mario said at the end that he was uh apparently awake and talking to the trainers when they took him to the locker room, but there was a scary scary hit on miami's superhuman safety at the end of the game and he was carted off um folks in the chat are saying he's okay awesome okay. yeah he's smiling he's smiling on a facetime call with uh, gilbert Furson. so oh that's the best possible news yeah so mo- non-specific but good news on cam kitchens yeah but how tall is he how tall is he again <laughs> is he the six five one is he the one who's like yeah is he the one who's like built like predator i just love i love the idea of a six five safety because he could just kind of like he can provide run support by kind of just like no never mind he's the, no never mind he's the other one i this is why i love uh this is why i really love miami safeties because they have one who's six five and they have cam kitchens who's five eleven. yeah his, his name is not uh, for the chat not kitchens kinchins kinchins yeah but i say kitchens no, no 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 i think oh, i think oh, people okay. just you know you know, NFL season here, so everybody sing about Freddie Kitchens because you yeah, know, dude, you want to feel you want to feel ancient. Jay Feely's fucking kid is kicking for Colorado. Yeah, that's true. God. So that's I want to paint. I want to paint the picture for you, by the way, in a couple of very specific instances from this A and M Miami game. Hey, it was uh, fourth and one, and uh-huh. the Aggies needed the ball. They needed to go ahead and convert in order to keep the game wait they going. had the ball they had yeah okay they, okay they had okay, you sorry, said they the, needed the ball and that made me no, think thir- they third and one. well they needed the ball because they need to extend this drive third and one okay, uh okay. third and one at am's 43 uh in the third quarter 
and the score is 31-26. Brothers and sisters, that's a that's a five that's a five point game. We call that a we call that a cinco because mm-hmm. that's that's Spanish for close. And they needed mm-hmm. one, and they ran. And Amari Daniels came around. And first of all, Miami's defensive line beat ass all game long. They yeah. forced, they bounced Amari Daniels out to the left. Exactly what they should do. Jaden Davis met Amari Daniels, and oh my God, the most perfect crown on ball placement combined with a massive hit of incredible force I've, I've seen in years. Just like textbook fuck you defense, followed up by a beautiful scrum for the ball with no fewer than 28 Miami defenders running off the bench to get it. Like, exactly. Like, what are these two teams right now? That. Like, A&M need a third and one, and they're you just like, it was like they were never going to get it. They could have run that play 50 times in a row, and Miami would have caused a fumble 49 out of 50. I just want to note to everyone who is panicking because apparently the Twitch stream went down. That's why you should have been watching on LinkedIn. That's right. Yep. The serious business stream. Also, I appreciate all the people saying, what the fuck, they have good audio. It's almost like Twitter's audio last year wasn't our fucking fault. So Miami-Texas National Championship is what I'm hearing. Hmm. That's like, you take the horns that are down Mm -hmm. and you flip them up. Yeah. And they become Mm -hmm. a U. A beautiful U. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, the whale slap ad is back. That's true. It's been like five years. I was really happy to see that. That's how I know this is going to be a heater of a year. The whale, whale, the whale is running for the GOP nomination. When That's was right. the last whale slap song year? It feels like it's been like four or five years, right? Like they've had they've had Pacific Life commercials, but not the good one. Right. I feel like it's been a lot longer than that. I don't know. It might be. Like it's it's been it's been several years. Um, <laughs> No, I think you're right. I think that's a good harbinger. The SEC is uh, the SEC is leaking everywhere, leaking points, leaking prestige. Mm-hmm. The whale slap returns to save us, just as real whales are, you know, rising up against mm-hmm. their oppressors in the seas. Mm-hmm. And Gandalf the Grey rides to Isengard to ask, "What the fuck is up with that Fox graphics package?" Um, Gandalf the Grey whale. Oh, you mean you mean Fox presented by Crazy Taxi? You don't like that? <laughs> that All right, I'm, I'm on board now. <laughs> yeah, no, in. I was going with bootleg Young Life. I, now I want Gus Johnson in the Offspring song. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> that's not good to. That's not good today. Bring it all the way back to Pizza Hut. Dude, Gus today was I've never heard Gus be this angry at a player. He sounded like Gary Danielson talking to Tennessee. Who was he mad at? Um, a quarterback on a football team. Oh. Oh, well, you know what? You know what? Oh, God. We could talk about it. That was a weird fucking game. I didn't mean to actually get into that game. Like watching Nebraska at this it's... point, like the act of watching it itself feels like bullying. So two so a couple of things. One, Nebraska's defense should be fucking livid in the first half colorado's average field position on their on the seven drives they had was their own 48 and and nebraska managed to held hold them to 13 points but their offense is a goddamn nightmare nebraska's offense this season has had 23 dr- drives and eight of them have ended in a turnover it's fucking like, nonsense what, what you, like what are you supposed to do like that's how do you keep your 
from a psychological level, we're on LinkedIn, right? From a psychological yes. industrial psychology standpoint, yes. how do you keep the two halves of your locker room together while this is happening? It's there. It, there were footballs like bouncing off of guys going in motion, like every way you could fuck up a snap. Nebraska did it. And, and once and, again, and, Matt Rule it, could it have been nothing. Matt Rule could be at a barbecue right now. Right. Yes. Uh, Matt Rule chose instead of simply spending the Carolina Panthers money to accept the Nebraska Cornhuskers money to field this product in which players like like snapped balls are just bouncing off of everything in sight. Honestly, this t- watching this game was the worst I've felt for a quarterback since Kirk Cousins had to play Alabama or <laughs> since the, or since the Reggie Ball era. Like that was how just like please end this game this was no i wasn't joking earlier i felt bad continuing like the act of continuing to watch it made me feel bad like i felt like a bad person they are they are just like and and their defense is good like their defense was good in the minnesota game they they played very well in the first half of this game and then i think they just decided like fuck this I, i'm not gonna be the only one working on this group project i hate all of you Listen, I I really I really love Nick Fitzgerald, the guy uh-huh. used to play QB for Mississippi State. But when he threw the ball, it looked like he had a hoof for a hand, and that's <laughs> that that's pretty much the closest I mean, comparison I have. If you had holes, you could probably do shovel passes at least. Yeah, I, that's the closest. I saw at least one of those go awry. Je- Jeff, Sims. someone in the chat asks why we're not happy about uh, Nebraska's. No, um, that's how bad this day. was. Right, exactly. Like we yeah. have spent three years Nebraska as one of our like go to punchlines, and we feel bad for Nebraska. Yeah, this That's was horrifying. Yeah, and also, and, and not for nothing, but it has provided for the second week in a row. I'm not trying to bring everybody down. I know we're having a good time, and I know they have some super talented players on there. These are some wild data points to be plotting Colorado from. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. <laughs> I feel like the bot- I feel like the bottom is going to fall out of this, and it has nothing to do with Colorado or the coach or anything like that, but everything to do with we have no idea who they've played, and it's about to be week three. I think there are two counterpoints to offer. One, in both games that they played, I would argue that they improved in the second half over the first half. That is very uh-huh. true. That's the one thing I would say in their favor. That Well, that was the one thing I would say that I'm confident about. And the other thing is that as weird as this game was, and as weird as the TCU game was in some regard, Colorado has already shown us they can win two different kinds of game. And that's that not nothing. Like No, that is true. And, and th- That makes me feel better. And it's not that I'm trying to find a reason to like, I, I, it's not that I'm trying to find a reason to poke a hole in this Colorado thing. It's that... I am terrified that we are walking out onto an unknown bridge with unknown suspensions. Like I'm not arguing that I know and you right. don't. I'm arguing that it's impossible to yes, know Colorado. Yes. And, well, and, I think the, yeah. the thing with them right now is they are the team that everyone must have an opinion on. Like, uh-huh. if you and have, it's not uh, just must have had, an opinion on. You must have a huge opinion. Like, it, it has to be okay. either Colorado's going to win right. the playoff and somehow mm-hmm. three Heisman's this year, or Colorado yeah. is all bullshit and the worst thing that's ever happened to college football. Well, and, and after and after what happened and after the team that they played last week was like a super weird team to open with given what had happened to that team the last time we saw them so what did they do this week entered an even weirder game yeah 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 like this is the team that if you're a hardcore college football fan all the casuals in your life approach you to ask is this real or not and you're Mm -hmm. expected to know dude my father is texting me from Norway 
trying to figure this out today. Holly, the point you make about their opponents is I it, it's what I was thinking about watching this game. Like like yeah. there there is no way to know a team that played TCU's defense and Nebraska's offense. Right. Yeah. You cannot know what to make of like, that team. Like, like picture this on graph paper. You don't know where to put them because you don't know where to put TCU and you don't even know what to draw for Nebraska. It's not a dot. <laughs> is it a scribble? Is it a question mark? Do you poke a hole in the paper with your pen? It's is it a paper. You do the Superman S, but you accidentally fuck it up so it looks like a P instead. <sighs> So anyway, like I, I fuck up. Listen, I, I love Colorado, like as a school and as a team, and I want them to succeed. Hey but guys, like, guys, uh, can I? I'm sorry, can I amp up the weirdness here, just please. in case the weirdness? You interrupt is me? Yeah, sure. Let's well, start there. <laughs> Touchdown, Cal. Hey! Oh no! Right, so let's check in on the the Pac-12. Today. Well, the dream uh, of we... the perfect Pac-12 is fucking dead well, because Arizona. Well, let's see how close we got. I know. Okay? I know. I'm That's sorry. That's an ACC team. We decided in the pre-show. So uh, UCLA handled San Diego State, Colorado, of course. Um, honestly, the score looks great against Nebraska. Uh, Wazoo held off Wisconsin. Oregon came back against Texas Tech. Utah came back against Baylor. Washington handled Tulsa. Uh, Cal has what? What? So they've scored. Is that? Do I have that right? And that's I'm what still seeing if, if Spencer is right, it's ten. It's about to be ten seven. I'm okay, I'm watching it right. I'm watching it right now. It's ten seven with four twenty seven. Yes. Okay. 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 Uh, Arizona State is currently leading Oklahoma State. Or Oregon State, of course, is handling UC Davis. Um, USC is even defeating the ACC team Stanford. So it really could end up that uh, the Pac twelve could have been perfect through uh, through week two, if not for. Arizona falling in overtime against Mississippi State, which Arizona covered. They got to overtime. It's right. an encouraging and they, performance. And, and they had to come back from what, 21 down to force overtime? Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, this is a really good day for Arizona, except they fucked up Pac-12 perfection. Um, You almost let me forget about it, but now I didn't. Baylor, I'm sorry. Oh, like, man. Like, Can we talk about Utah's last play call? Sure, please. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, like, I think we were around this like 12 times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Utah, no T, defending a Baylor team that, uh, I'm, a, a Baylor team that got a lucky shot downfield and managed to, uh, I'm sorry, not OT, at the very tail end of the fourth quarter. Yeah. Got a lucky shot downfield and was within striking distance of, you know, a, a good Hail Mary opportunity, right? And what would you do? You you might you, you might play prevent, right? You might sure. you might play, you know, a deep zone. You might move everyone back to the goal line, right? That's what you that's what you might do. You know what Utah did? Engage eight, baby! <laughs> Engage <laughs> fucking eight! Nukes I, away! <laughs> can I defend this call? Okay, I asked if we could go through this just so I could defend this call on the yeah. on the part of Kyle Whittingham. Okay, stressful, stressful situation. You're losing to goddamn Baylor uh, after your star turn in week one. What What do you do in the... I'm not sure that there's a better call in the heat of the moment than putting your players in a position to do what they love best. Yeah, yeah. sure. Right? Sure. Like, it's like it's a mic... It's, it feels like a microcosm of, like, putting them... Putting your players in the best possible position to succeed, like... I'm not mad at this. It didn't work. I'm not mad at it, though. I mean, pass and complete. <laughs> yeah, shit worked. Scoreboard says it worked. Yeah, from the they were on the Utah 22. It wasn't even like he had to like put his ass into the throw. 
But on the Utah 22, Utah was like, hey, you know what got us here? Mindless aggression. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's beautiful. That's so you put them in a play that you know for sure that they can execute. Yeah. It is. It's an emotional blitz. But unlike Todd Grant, thank you. Uh, thank you, Freedom Cripple. It's an emotional blitz. But unlike Todd Grantham, I don't hate it. Also, unlike Todd Grantham's blitzes, uh, they actually affected the quarterback. Where is Todd Grantham? Have we done this game recently? Oh God, we should probably we should probably find out. Hang on. Uh, defensive line coach, coach for the New for Orleans the New Saints. Saints. Oh well, mm. what a perfect place for him. <laughs> Jason, how do you how are you taking this news? I welcome this news. <laughs> uh, uh, a team that hasn't had any problem with emotional violence ever. So. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Um, what else we got? Ooh. Oh, here's a here's a here's a fun one. Obviously, Michigan hasn't played anybody of uh, extreme importance yet. Let's say no disrespect to ECU. JJ McCarthy has thrown fifty five passes this season, and he's completed forty eight of them. It's just very funny to me. Aww. That's all. <laughs> you know, it's all. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, no, no, never mind. Never mind. Live update, by the way. Uh, <clears throat> Stanford zero, USC thirty five, with nine twenty three left in the second. Yeah, the room, the like <laughs> a- Alex Grinch, I think knew that this was going to be on a network people could actually get, because right now, <laughs> right now Stanford is three of nine passing for fifty yards and a pick. Now that's the Stanford I know. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we should recognize the one true team of Houston this evening. Thank you, sad TCU fan. <laughs> that uh did you lose this is a simple quiz did you lose to food houston check yes lost to food not 40- the first time houston's lost to food tennessee lost almost to- lost to pee i don't want to talk about it <laughs> that score looked quite rough for a while <laughs> Listen, I, okay there's gonna be a meme there's gonna be a meme coming out god i watched almost all of this there's gonna be a meme coming out of this game but i gotta tell you this is not a case of Joe Milton overthrowing every receiver. There were there were balls going behind. Uh, he threw behind him a bunch, but there were there were so many weird drops and there was some weird officiating. And Austin P came with their fucking hair on fire, and they absolutely deserved to win this game. Um, but I don't want. I don't feel like we should make jokes because you can imagine. The, if Tennessee and Florida are both this bad for this whole year, this podcast is going to sink to new depths of unbearability. That's all right. We'll become a Falcons podcast. Yeah, all right. Um, I wanted to cite one. You know, this was a day where I think there were a lot of extremely tough losses for people, but a little lining, silver lining, if I can put this on it for UVA. They did lose to James Madison. Um, a little bit of uh, intra state violence between two Virginia schools, but I think they found their quarterback. This is the classic, like, Hey, you might've lost a game, but you found a quarterback. And I only want to mention him because, because his name is Anthony Calandria. He is from St. Pete. He played for Lakewood in Pinellas County. He is the most hyped up white boy on the planet. It's beautiful. <laughs> he has individual handshakes for his linemen. As a freshman, two <laughs> freshmen. He has individual handshakes for his lineman. He did the big man flex after throwing his first of how many touchdowns? Um, he threw three on the day. This was his second his second in as many drives, and he did the big flex after that. Like like he was like eight minutes into his college career. Like yes, yeah, my house, bitch. He take off his helmet, and he looks like a precious moments doll. 
<laughs> yeah, no, he was cooking. He was cooking. I don't know yeah. if UVA is any. I don't think. I don't know if UVA can be good, but holy shit, they got they got a hype dude. They got a guy. We yeah, we haven't had true. We haven't had a true like capital W, capital E, white excellence quarterback in a long time. <laughs> and this is this is a strong candidate, and we're gonna get him for a couple more years at least, hopefully. Is um, is Cam Rising count? That you know what he might be. He might be the 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 previous throne holder. Yeah, I don't know. This this dude is this dude is something different. I am looking. No, forward. this is not Stetson Bennett erasure, dude. You listen. Go watch the stage. You'll see. That's a, that's a different kind of white. I would like to read a score and then move on and say nothing else about it, if that's all right. Yeah. Go ahead. Missouri twenty three, Middle Tennessee nineteen. <laughs> it's not good. Okay, so with nine forty one left in the fourth, Oregon State is up fifty five nothing on UC Davis. Look at that. I want to um, commend Fansville now in apparently year six of this production mm-hmm. um, for uh, the realignment ad where the two fans are uh, departing um, uh, to go to different conferences. Um, and it's like a breakup and they get into an argument about recruiting. Um, and the guy on the bus, his last line is, yeah, well, our academic standards are so high. And it's this pause where it's like, are they going to cut back to her? And she's like, no, ours are higher, but they don't do that. They just end with him being the sad bitch who's defaulting to (laughs) academics as if that shit matters. And like, yes, you get it. Fansville, you get it. Like academics are the punchline here. Academics are the joke. Anyone who anyone who says, but our academics is a loser. So like, yes, Fansville, we are still in good hands. We still trust you. You still, we're still kind of mad that you never let us world build for you, but it happens. That's all right. You keep giving the that's his Dr. Pepper hand girl work, and for that, we praise you. Uh, another score I'm just going to read, and we'll say nothing about it. Kentucky 28, Eastern Kentucky 17. It's <laughs> not good Whoa. either. God, the SEC East had a real fucking weird day today. You think it was the hail? Oh, there was a monster hailstorm at... Uh... Whoever Temple was playing. Who was Temple playing? Temple was playing Rutgers. Rutgers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we're going over all these scores. And I'm like, well, we beat McNeese. I'm, I'm pretty happy. About two, and, <laughs> two and oh, Rutgers, baby. Hey, um, so you know who did score 25 points against uh, against Utah State? That'd be Idaho State. I, I, I didn't. But uh... wow. <laughs> anyway, what about the SEC East? Um, uh... it, got, it got weird. It got weird mm-hmm. all over the place. You just read Kentucky score. Yep. Uh, Georgia played a game. Georgia did that thing where they they did nothing. Like Georgia's sleepy first quarter set in, and then they scored thirty one in the second quarter, so you could safely turn it off. So like Georgia did us the courtesy of not making it so that we did not have to keep checking in on Georgia, and I appreciate that. I think Kirby does this on purpose. Like I think Kirby's like, you know what? Mark did it too. Georgia's like Georgia against a, a sub a sub power five opponent in the first quarter in Athens is you might as well not show up. I think this is a thing Georgia does on purpose to like prop up message boards in seasons where Georgia looks really good, but the schedule is not that interesting. And it's just like, all right, we're going to go out there. We're going to fart around for 15 minutes and that's going to get the message board posters all hot and bothered. And that's how we're going to keep the (laughs) third most important part of our economy alive. Kirby Smart, our socialist king. Thank you, Bro Bromo. <laughs> there's just there's a chance this team is not worth glancing at until the postseason. No. Yeah. 
Because, yeah. like, okay, okay, maybe, just looking at the schedule, like, okay, maybe Ole Miss is a little bit better than we thought. Old, uh, like, not that much. Hard, uh, hard to Carolina's. say. Yeah, Ole Miss played a weird I mean, game I'm, today, too. I'm emphasizing yeah. maybe and yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, Tennessee, maybe not no, quite no. what we hoped. Mm. Uh, Florida, obviously not what we hoped. Uh, Auburn. <laughs> For, I'm you know, sorry, one and one. One and one. <laughs> South Carolina, a step lower than we've hoped. So, like, Georgia's schedule started as looking not very difficult, and it's, it's uh, growing less difficult by the by the minute. I, I think that's neighborly of, of everyone around. We're gonna get but that's because they don't play in a tough conference like the Pac-12. Or the Big 12, where Texas is. That's right. We're going to get some of the best transitive victory chains out of this. Like oh, so good. Or wait, near, wait, or wait, 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 wait. So, so we're we're barely into the season. Alabama's lost to a non-conference team. LSU's lost to a non-conference team. Mm-hmm. Both in ways that are like, ugh, don't feel great about that. Yeah. Like, do we get to write the? Actually, the SEC is not that good this year. Do we get to do that? Is it time? Yeah. Ship it. Yes. Oh, Let's do it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The SEC fucking sucks. SEC yeah, third best it. conference. Maybe fourth. At- it if just that. means fourth. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> hey, um, it, it of- just means moribund. <laughs> it leans. It leans more because it's oh, structurally unsound. Speaking of moribund and lean, have we done UNC yet? A and M lost out of conference. <laughs> Vandy, Vandy was the winningest school in the in the conference. They lost out of conference. Mm-hmm. Lost to uh, lost to Wake, Wake Forest. Forest. Wake Forest looks fine. Wake Forest looks fine. Yeah. This conference is sick and it sucks and garbage, trash. Oklahoma is two and zero. Nobody look at that. Uh, Cal just picked Auburn, by the way. Yes, you just yes. 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 yes, more proof, more proof of the decay of the nation's former greatest <laughs> football conference. You know what? We need to restore this SEC to glory. Is a religion. We need moral leadership. We need to replace. Greg Sankey with some sort of clergy. Or we need to get Ohio State to join the SEC. That would work too. I'll tell you what, if I'm Texas and Oklahoma, I'm looking at this conference like, Ew, no thanks. Changing my mind a little bit. I'm going back to the 12 where they play football. I'm excited for Texas to immediately <laughs> come in and be like, Jesus, we got to do everything again? Oh. <laughs> we really got to clean this place up. God, here we are slumming it once more. I do like, by the way, this set up a great storyline that you guys have just uncovered for me, which is that Texas gets to come in and they get to be like, well, it's time to teach you boys how to play real football. Teach you a thing or two about football. <laughs> I think Texas should roll up and launch the Longhorn Network again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just on their own. Just crowdsource that shit. We're sick of sharing money with these pores. Texas, I'm confident you can broadcast on LinkedIn. We can do it. You can do it. <laughs> We will help you, Texas. <laughs> this is the best. They're going to go in and they're going to come in and it'll actually be like partially true, right? Like, hey, it looks like you guys need our help. And they'll fall <laughs> to shit again. And they'll go like four and so, eight, baby. Oh, no. Sark took the Broncos job. We're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way to replace Sark. So it's only when Texas is actually trying to prove something that they're good. Like mm-hmm. once they're uh, hubris level is back to normal texas hubris levels that's when they fall apart yeah yeah oh man we might even be able to bet Let's this in season right who does texas play next that's what i need to know who do they play next week uh it's a it's a lesser opponent next week i believe let's see next week they are playing wyoming oh dear 
but not in not in Wyoming. Not in Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, the rest of the schedule for Texas is like it's a lot of B plus challenges. Yeah, like Oklahoma, I, I will charitably say is like a question mark at this point. Houston has Houston just lost rights. Kansas is I think Kansas is a very scrappy team and Kansas has certainly given Texas a lot of fucking problems over the years. Um Kansas State is a question mark. TCU, not great. Iowa State sucks. Texas Tech, yeah, you kind of suck too. Like there are a lot of I, I'm seeing a lot of teams where you could see a lot of explicable losses, but also the kind of losses that would immediately eject you from the playoff conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of these teams will uh, will normalize a little bit. I think that's. I think you're right. I think you're right. (laughs) Probably. Or Alabama's going to lose five games, and this won't mean shit. Well, that part is true. I mean, (laughs) Texas is going to need some quality wins at some point on this schedule. I mean, granted, they've beaten Rice. They've beaten Rice. That's a good win. A friend of the program, our 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 work grandson Richard Johnson, was in Tuscaloosa tonight. Do we know if he was going with his Bama three loss ride again this year? Uh, unclear. I don't listen to NFL podcasts. Mm, fair enough. I'll um, find out. You know who? You know. You know what's setting up to be a very interesting game in a couple weeks? Notre Dame, Ohio State. Oh boy! Like oh, I think oh oh, I think I've heard about those teams. <laughs> <laughs> Like I regret to say that Sam Hartman is really it, it. It has made me realize how underwhelming the quality of quarterbacking has been at Notre Dame for a long time. Because like yeah. Sam Hartman's just fucking great. Brady Quinn has the single season record at Notre Dame with thirty seven passing touchdowns, and like Sam Hartman's definitely gonna blow that shit away, no question. Which means yeah. like how this is the the weirdest part is that like how hard is he going to get gassed up? I bet he actually gets less. I bet he gets like less gas from like people trying to like pump him up than all of Notre Dame's sort of homegrown QBs. Cause they're like, uh, you know, we're just kind of renting him. He's not, you're, sort of... you're, you're not a real son. Yeah. Like just they're so probably the only people in the world, like slightly uncomfortable with this. Right. Like maybe, yeah, I mean, Maybe like Michigan would Catholic too. Catholic convert, converts are the weirdest people in the world. So. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Ryan Day blamed the new clock rules for only putting up 35 on Youngstown State. Man, I gotta say, this is... this is. I know we did this rant last week, but didn't... We're really, really, we're really stretching. <laughs> we're really stretching the clock. What, what can't you blame on the clock rule at this point? Fucking right. No. You can't blame throwing two picks to the Texas defense and running headlong into a pass rusher. Sure you can. That, sure you can. Sure with you a can. little more time, Bama could uh, actually he could have thrown three interceptions. No. With a little more time, Tommy Reese would have called <laughs> some more bullshit runs up the middle. I think this is what Chris Nolan's Tenet film was about. <laughs> I'm just never going to recover from hearing Bama fans booing runs up the middle. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What a world we have entered! <laughs> is that when? Is that is that when we got? That used a... to be all they wanted. Is this what we want football to be, guys? <laughs> we no longer want football to be that. The I... idiot from Notre Dame is trying to make football the thing we used to want. I do get that argument though that they're like, "Yeah, Tommy went to Notre Dame. I don't trust him. I need a man who understands what it takes to make a program sing. Somebody who went to Troy." Somebody who went to Texas State. I need somebody with coaching experience from FIU and the CFL. I want to see some real numbers on there. Not some paint. I need someone who's been fired by the Bengals or whatever. Yeah. 
I want I want the third best running back coach in the NFC South. I want I want Freddie Kitchens. That's who I want. God damn it. Bring bring Freddie home. You know who understands throwing for 252 TDs and two interceptions and a loss? That's right. Freddie Kitchens. Probably the most organic Freddie Kitchens content we've ever done. It's Freddie Kitchens week. That damn Tommy Reeves needs some meat on his fucking bones. Look at him. How's he, how the hell is he going to call an offense if he can't eat a burger, order? city mouse? Yeah, he can't even call in an order. He looks too healthy. I need you to be sick. 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 I need you to look sick because you know what I want you to look like? That you're sick of losing. If you don't smoke, if you don't <laughs> smoke, you don't care. He's the wrong kind of sick. He's sick like a dying page at Agincourt when he needs to be sick like... I've smoked 17 cartons of Virginia Slims. That Tommy Reed's got a French body. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. There's the game day sign. Tommy Reese looks French. Yeah. You know what offensive... Yeah. You know what offensive excellence is. I want you to look like David Cutcliffe in the booth. Seconds, for, seconds from plunging headfirst to end this torment we call existence. <laughs> Hey. That's what I want my offensive coordinator. <laughs> now that's a run like. up the middle. I would cheer. <laughs> it's like he. It's like they. It's like they were accusing him of stealing valor or something. What, what the hell? What the hell's he know of running up the middle? He don't know a damn thing about running up no damn. What middle. is this Pickett's charge? <laughs> God, and, 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 and we're just we're just two weeks away from Alabama playing their most annoying. Former former nephew Lane Kiffin. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we'll platforms into Tulane today. If we like, if we immediately go from Nick Saban always beats his assistants, he just always does it. To he can't he to, can't beat any of his Nick Saban is beset on all sides by increasingly powerful son. <laughs> to Sark and Lane both beat Bama at home this year before. <laughs> Before the end of fucking September, my God! And then, and then oh he loses God, to Jimbo in a, in a typical seven and five Jimbo year with a win over Bama. That's every Jimbo season. Mm-hmm. Let's let's do a little caricature with like let's do like a, a Mr. Mom thing with with Nick on this cover of Sports Illustrated, just kind of shrugging, and Sark is sitting on one of his feet with his arms and legs wrapped around his leg, and Lane is on the other one, and Jimbo's coming up behind him with a frying pan and an apron. His little Sark beating Nick Saban with 700 pounds of defensive tackle in the middle and a great quarterback and two wide receivers or two receivers capable of shredding that defense. Noteworthy, chuckle worthy. Yeah. Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin's going to be like, I ordered everything Wiley Coyote ever bought. <laughs> <laughs> Lane Kiffin is like Lane Kiffin's gonna be like your friend who's like yeah so I'm taking Krav Maga I'm also taking Escrima the Filipino art of fighting with a newspaper in the streets I'm also reading the memoirs of the man who trained the SAS by getting his ass kicked in Hong Kong I'm also practicing judo do you do any cardio no cardio is for the weak my cardio is fighting he's skinny too so I think he's actually got a lady spending the night this year Oh yeah, no, he's he's looking he's looking great, which probably means he could spend like, more time like someone, on that bullshit. Someone in that house is putting sunscreen on the back of his neck, and you know it's not him. Nick Saban is looking at Alabama's schedule, and it's just click holes. Which one of my garbage sons are you? Think? <laughs> <laughs> Playing the dreaded Laramie. 
Lane, yeah, either Lane or Jimbo is the dreaded Laramie. Actually, right now Sark has the dreaded Laramie title. Oh, he does. See if anyone can see if anyone can take it. Oh my God! No, Lane is the Lane is the Chris Fleming child. Is the is the child in Chris Fleming's structured hat song? Lane's gonna take Olivia Coleman to hell. In the chat, Buzz LH thirteen has the most haunting three words I've ever seen strung together, which is Capoeira, Lane Kiffin. <laughs> <laughs> can we imagine Lane? How does Lane pronounce Capoeira? No, Capoeira. Capoeira. We're doing a lot of Capoeira. Just Capoeira. Yes. While you were out winning football games, Lane Kiffin studied the blade. <laughs> did you? Did you guys know blood sports based on a true story? <laughs> <laughs> it's a documentary. It was filmed in real time. Oh God! Yeah, this this is gonna whatever he does in that game is going to be a delight, an absolute. I want to go. No, yeah. no, no. I think kind of. It's like speaking of things that are wild about this Bama loss. It's wild that we are just uh, not worried about Bama bouncing back angrier than ever because no. that's been the trope for over a decade now, and we're just like, nah, they're fucking cooked. Because we finally, you know, we're, I think I'm personally, I'm just taking this moment to bask in the happiness because what have we always wanted? It hasn't been about liking Bama or just liking Bama. We just wanted something fucking different to happen. Yeah. Well, well this, this was is different. different. This is different. Uh, yeah. Cal- I'm too happy to live in the moment to worry about week three. Oh, man. I mean, I, I have never been like tired of the Bama thing. Like, it's been interesting all throughout. It's just, it's, it's fascinating to look up and like, we're not doing the, oh man, these boys are going to catch hell in practice. And next week they're going to beat a team by a billion thing. Mm-hmm. What would be really funny is if they wasted all their rage on South Florida and then fell really flat at home against Ole Miss. This is, this is the first time that it's not like, finally, someone has unlocked the secret of how to beat Nick Saban. They've successfully found the Minotaur's weakness. It's like, uh, no, just Bama didn't look great. That's it. The end. Yeah, this is also like, this is the culmination of so many like really bad things. Like bad things that normally sink other programs where you're like, oh, they lost their defensive coordinator. That's fine. We'll just get another one. Well, it's lost their offensive coordinator. That's fine. We'll get another one. We'll get three other ones. We'll get four other ones. We just and lost, the, will be lost fine. the number one uh, overall quarterback. That's fine. Yeah. Just we'll out. get another one. Yeah. It, it, like they were on, they were on so many different runs that are all hard to maintain at once right like offensive line let's just go back to something real pedestrian right like offensive line the guys the big dudes who hit people who stand in front of the skill players (laughs) guess what they're they're not as good as they once were you managed to do that for the better part of uh 15 years the the fucked up the fucked up thing is that they could still win the rest of their games still trash like like but but it will be it will feel uh effortful let's say i don't i don't see a situation where bama does the thing it's done before where it's like nope murder machine go blast like i think it will be like all right yeah they can win 10 games they can win 11 games but it's gonna be a lot of like ooh, thank god mississippi state fucked that up at the end 
or also whatever. like looking at this schedule it's funny every schedule i look at i'm like wow all these teams are bad now like okay so a&m that trash obvious <laughs> lsu trash like 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 every team on their schedule other than Ole miss i guess has, has gone down a bit i don't know how in the world every team is pulling this because off the they're not playing any pac-12 like teams that's why they don't have any religious leadership if they just raise from the comments uh thank you pj pete golding revenge game Good God. <laughs> grim beautiful specter bama should hire paul johnson make milro run the option uh, that's honestly not the worst idea i've heard he he's, he's good at moving he's good at chucking the fucking pill also, Last time, clearly, these kids need somebody they're gonna these kids need a disciplinarian coach they're gonna listen to i i'm sure there's somebody i'm not thinking of but like i i'm really struggling to remember somebody who could like throw a really clean pretty often well-placed deep ball but like running back running you know six yards up the sideline can miss that pass consistently like oh wait this is rex grossman isn't it Fuck. yeah okay yeah you just rex grossman, except your own he can riddle. Run. yeah it's only fierce punch <laughs> captain fierce punch in the house it's fine yeah uh update just for y'all i think last time we checked in usc was leading 35 to uh it's more than nothing. that now usc don't play with your food no, it's 49 not. it's 49 three now <laughs> entering halftime and caleb williams has 300 yards and three tds jesus christ at halftime caleb williams has as many incompletions as he does touchdowns <laughs> what the fuck mind you this is the team the acc wants the team losing this game. South Carolina, uh, South Carolina th that's going to go over well. Mm -hmm. USC has 433 yards of offense at halftime. Oh, you mean USC West? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Not the real USC. Not the real USC that fucked around with Wait, Furman. Wait, is still in the game? Are they stupid? I, I mean, I assume that uh, it, it doesn't seem untowards to be like, he'll play the first half. But I bet okay. they'll pull him after that. I'm I'm probably just I'm probably just gun shy after watching Kitchens get carted off tonight. But yikes, man, sit him. So wait, is is everybody else in the state of Texas having a ter like a terrible time except for the Rice? Longhorns? I get yeah, you're right. Rice is having a fine Rice, time. Rice, which today. has lost which which has lost to Texas. There was some other Texas squirreliness today. If you uh if you scroll down the card and did you did you see what became of UTEP? Uh, UTEP lost to Northwestern 38-7. Uh-huh. Um, so that's... How can you read that so calmly? It's, it's UTEP, and UTEP is full of many things. They're... No, it's, it's more, it's, it's Northwestern. It's, it's difficult to lose to Northwestern, but... Yeah. UTEP is the kind of bad that is capable of losing to anyone. Mm. Uh, UTSA be, uh, came back to beat a Texas State team that we were all thrilled about last week. Yes, so. right. Texas Tech, man, Texas Tech has gotten off. They're zero and two, and both of those losses are like soul wrenching. Yeah, <laughs> could easily be two. Could easily be two and zero. Easily with like a, two, with a win over fucking Oregon, except they fucked it up. They're two bad moments away from being two and zero, and both of those moments are the kind that like people dance on your grave about. Baylor Baylor's 0 and 2 in similarly like what the fuck fashion. Yeah, like I I don't remember the last time it was like, yep, it's good to be Texas and nobody else in the state of Texas. 
<laughs> that's that literally nothing makes them happier than that. Yeah. Cowboys are gonna win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Dak attack. Really? You done learn from them Navy SEALs. <laughs> Dak Dak and his twelve hour anesthesia tattoo. <laughs> that has Daffy Duck in it. Yeah. Ryan and I were discussing this before y'all got on, but like this is the weird the weirdest rich guy shit I've ever heard. I of. will I will say it here on the recording. But I need Dak Prescott to understand that if he had very tragically died while under anesthesia to get a Daffy Duck tattoo, the internet would flame him for the next 200 years. <laughs> he would never, it would never I let just, him alone. His I spirit love, would never if, find peace. If he had passed, we, he would have had to add a Dak Prescott memorial <laughs> to the leg full of... He could um, put it. He could put that on his other leg, like playing and pointing to the first leg. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I see you, I see you, right leg. Um, I have a question, and I say this as a grown adult who was thrilled to learn in the year twenty twenty two that you can still get tabs on your checks at some banks. Um, is Daffy Duck hard? Huh. Is Daffy Duck like tough? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think well, so. tough. Yes, I lived through, I lived through yeah. the like. I lived through the first Space Jam era, and I don't recall him being what. It's not that Daffy Duck is tough; it's that he's, he's definitely tough. He's survived okay. like lots of gunshots to the face. And shit. Yeah, yeah, okay. he's tough as hell. But he's like, if if you are the quarterback for a team that is perpetually like, God, why can't we? Why can't we get it done when it counts? Why would you pick Daffy fucking Duck? Like. Can I tease that thread out a little yeah, bit more? Sure. What if I were like Daffy Duck, originally the main character, but had been reduced <laughs> to a lucrative, amusing, but ultimately kind of pathetic sideshow? Ryan, I think why the... would this have anything to do with the Dallas Cowboys as a franchise? I think hmm? the only funnier thing would be if Daniel Jones revealed that he had like a full Elmer Fudd back piece. <laughs> <laughs> Like I could, I, I I would love this if it was Taz, right? Like sure, I if yes. Marvin Taz. the Martian would even work. Fuck it. Yeah, but I'm like, what is Daffy? What Daffy's just cranky, sexy, sexy bugs in drag. Get that. Ooh, <laughs> sexy bugs in drag, but dressed as the Virgin Mary. Yeah. What if uh gang, the gangster baby? That one. Yeah. Tumblr's yeah. going crazy. Yeah. Joe Burrow has a Lola Bunny tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Get oh, listen, Joe Burrow and Lola Bunny have been mistaken for one another, and this is really something you can tell them apart in a, in a bounce of the truth. I guarantee that's a popular pairing on certain corners of the internet. I did like that after Joe Burrow signed his... Commenter say Donald Duck is a powerful mage? <laughs> no, it's true. I did like that after, dark magic in him. after Joe Burrow signed his uh, record-breaking contract, LSU put out a fake check that made it look as if Joe Burrow was writing himself a 257 or whatever million dollar check, which it feels very Louisiana to be like, yeah, immediately do fraud with this. That's the thing to do. That's how checks work. <laughs> so is it time to bring back those Tweety boys? Yeah, we should bring back those Tweety boys. Okay. It's time. It seems like society is calling for it. Yeah. I can find the picture from those Tweety boys. Yeah. Also, by also by the way, Dak Dak had the team get together to like learn the leadership lessons of the Navy SEALs, which is how I know that this man is going through his like Jocko Willink Huberman <laughs> podcast era. His like, his Tiger Woods post divorce era. 
yeah, I gotta, I gotta expand my mind. My body is caught up, but the mind is the ultimate weapon. Yeah, he's in, he's in that. I phase. want you to lock me in a suitcase in the bottom of this pool. That's how I'm gonna learn how to win past the wild card round. Yeah, <laughs> I sleep 14 hours a night on a fifty thousand dollar bed, and I threw three picks against the fucking Packers. Questionable art of Tweety Bird on the internet. <laughs> I'm not even into the sex stuff. He just looks unsavory. I'm um, sorry. I'm sorry, Dak. We're just mad that Mississippi State fucked up our perfect Pac-12 day. They did. They did. Damn it. Yeah, taking taking it all we're out. Taking on it Dak. out on you, and it's not fair. Also, I hope your leg. I hope your leg goes down because the last thing I want is to be like is to be like. Is the big leg affecting Dak's play? The swollen tattoo leg, which we will just heretofore call the big leg, aka the drumstick, <laughs> is affecting his mobility. I got this. Oh, he's fucking... got the daffy leg. He's got the foghorn leghorn leg. <laughs> I'll say, I'll say. He looks like he has food poisoning. Yeah, I just, I just hope Zach. I just hope, I just hope he doesn't get the big leg because you know that would only make the story of the Cowboys even funnier. Um. Anyway, did we have anything else that we missed before we round the corner into this show's conclusion? That's only twelve thirty. Oh, some, somebody said, wasn't there a wasn't there a game played on the CW? There was. Cincinnati yes. beat Pitt twenty seven to twenty one in that game. And a plucky girl on the sideline decided. When confronted by her two boyfriends, that she chose herself. <laughs> that that plucky girl, Phil Jerkovich, who is Holly playing Switch. Of course, I'm playing Switch. What are you? Why? Um, yeah. So Pitts Pitts now one and one, and definitely wants to play Penn State at ASAP. Bring them on! <laughs> oh God, next week is Pitt at West Virginia, and they both no. are just going to be in the worst fucking mood. I don't want to talk about it. I oh, man. we I are, might not be here. no. I might not be here next week. We are West Virginia won today. They beat Duquesne. That doesn't matter. We have entered the stage of Neil Brown's tenure at West Virginia, where if you talk about any coach in college football, West Virginia fans will appear and make it about how Neil Brown fucking sucks somehow. It's amazing. <laughs> Which in itself is useless because. If you've taken a look at what the rest of the West Virginia University system is doing right now, I don't think he's going anywhere Big, for a minute. You know what? If you want to get rid of Neil Brown, convince him that he's an English teacher. They'll get his ass out real quick. Yeah, yeah. Tell tell him he's been uh, tell him he's been handing out books in the locker room. They'll get his ass booted. Neil Brown's part of the foreign language department. Oh well, shit. He's fucking fired. Uh, someone asked us to drop the Auburn Cal score. I think that game is still at halftime. Cal still it is. Uh, it's halftime. Ten seven Cal. Ten seven Cal forever. Auburn never. Scores of interest. Uh, Eastern Washington and Fresno State are tied. Sure. Going down to the going down to the end. Sure. Yeah, that's all we got. Jeff Sims, a millstone around the neck of this Nebraska team. God, he was so mad. Oh, wow. wow. I got bad news for everybody who's like, they gotta make a quarterback change. Buddy, they need a lot. <laughs> they they need a whole fucking lot. They, but here's the worst part. They already did. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. is the 
this this was the change. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm pretty sure the next option is like fullback. Fullback what throw? Gorilla Grod. <laughs> You're just jealous of my superior gorilla technology, Colorado. <laughs> also, I think it's very funny that Michael Irvin is at it was at the Colorado game today while Miami was playing this big game against Texas. Like <laughs> there, ha- you know, there are Miami fans who are like, what the fuck? This makes us look fucking stupid. God damn well, it. Shit. I mean, the fucking Wu Tang clan was at the That's Colorado true. game while Rutgers was playing. That's true. You can't, you won't believe how many washed dads are going to enter the transfer portal and go to Colorado. Now. <laughs> I saw so many people who were like, um, you, older folks on Twitter who were like, oh, this is it. This is a game changer. It's like none of those recruits have no. ever heard of the Wu-Tang Clan. There are people named Raekwon who don't know why they're named Raekwon. Right. Yes, exactly. Yes. I'm named after like an old soul singer or something. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we got uh, one thing, by the way, I, I do want to do this to shout out our friends at the Big Sky, um, which is this. Can we get a Big Sky update? Hell yeah, you can get a Big Sky update. Wow, okay. So, uh, unfortunately, in the game of the century, Montana State fell just short. Nearly took down number one South Dakota State, but uh, but our our boys will get them in uh, get them in Frisco. They did. Um, I will say also in in terms of the biggest of the biggest guys in the Big Sky, Montana, forty three thirteen winners over Utah Tech. That's the same sky. Yes, the biggest of big skies in the Big Sky, Montana. Whoa. Same sky as Montana State. (laughs) Next week, however, next week is the Big Sky Week, folks. Next week is the one Uh, on on the on the FCS upset draft with split zone duo. I picked three Big Sky teams to win FBS. Wait, wait, wait. did we did we skate over the Big Sky getting an FBS win this week? This week, yeah, Idaho beat Nevada. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That counts. Yeah. Yeah. They they fucking kick their ass. Thirty-three sticks. Yeah. Idaho is a really exciting team. Like for you know for uh, any any FBS teams who uh, don't win a lot and who are being stubborn about going down uh, a level, you should look at how Idaho is doing because they're having a really great time. Like they might have the best passing attack in FCS. So like you know if you're if you're one of these tweeners that uh, you're you're debating whether to, to drop down a level. I, I, Idaho went sort of kicking and screaming, but at this point, it's working out just fine. For you them. know, you know what conference Idaho used to be a member of? Pac-12. Several. Come on home. That's right. Something to think about. That's right. That's how good the Pac-12 is this year. That even the former long gone members are fucking rising up. Mm-hmm. Go Vandals. Something to think about. Yep. A danger to everyone around him. Careless with his projectiles, negligent with his ball handling, and a front to me, football, and the entire state of Nebraska. Joel Klatt, what you got? Gus, I think you need to. Uh, t- I'd be <laughs> ashamed of him. Tell you to if dial it down son. a little bit. Ha ha! How long has it been since you've had a drink of water? Goodbye. Well, that's our show, folks. Okay. Yeah. Good night, everybody. You did it. Good night. We're proud of you. Nice. Love you. Thank you, Lincoln. Just remember, you don't play for Alabama, so you didn't lose. <laughs> <laughs>